Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I am Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Welcome along. It is the Monday morning episode, but you get it on Sunday evening if you're an IFS subscriber. Uh, and we're also, after we've recorded this, we're going to do uh, one of our uh, monthly live video streams that we do if you're an IFS Turbo subscriber. Uh, Always good fun. All get together. Always pleasant. It's really pleasant nice. Interaction. I, 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 love, I love doing them. Yeah, they're good fun. Um, they are good fun. I've just had a text from my daughter asking me to leave the, the front door unlocked. Uh, if you're live streaming, not worried. Okay. I can't do anything about that then. <laughs> She's um, heading home, Sam. She's been out this afternoon having um, a bottomless brunch Uh-oh. in Newcastle. So Uh-oh. she'll come stumbling in, no doubt, banging and clattering the front door yeah. as she comes in so we might hear that a bit later on good luck to her when I'm in New York next week in fact it'll be I think it'll be this time next week next Sunday um, my sister's booked us into a, a jazz brunch Ooh, did I tell you about that hell. yeah a jazz brunch um, bottomless bottomless jazz I believe uh, it may be bottomless I, it may not it may have a bottom <laughs> I don't know <laughs> where the bottom is if indeed there is one can jazz but, even be measured is the question? I'm, um, I'm, uh, I mean, I've been very open about it, uh, about my like my love of jazz. You've become very lo- jazz adjacent. I, fo- I have a fondness for jazz that has that, that has flowered in yeah. my autumn years, which is what we are now in our, our autumn years. And uh, I'd always been a jazz skeptic, and now I've got into it. And I'm not. I know it's silly, and I'm making myself a very easy target for ridicule. But look, there it is. I like jazz. So no one's judging you. My, That's fine. N- well, they may be, and if they are, then I don't blame them. Um, <laughs> but my my uh, my sister's into it as well. We sort of had a confessional for each other a couple of years ago. I've said, look, you know, I've got to tell you something. I'm uh, I'm into jazz now, yeah. and that's that. And she's like ten years younger than me, so yeah. I thought she'd be like, ah, oh, fuck off. But Fucking she was like, puns. look, I, I am as well, so oh. it's okay. We're, we're safe together. I don't think any of our other siblings are really interested. So we were quite safe. And uh, I said to her, look, I'm coming over. Let's let's try and let's try and take in some jazz in New York. Well, it's the, you know, it's the, arguably the world capital it's the, Yeah, I don't the birthplace, but certainly the, the cradle let, let's, of jazz. Let's, let's go and it? try and take in Woody Allen playing his yeah. Uh, clarinet, yeah? And, Does um, he still do that? Fucking hell. He, he plays. He still plays in New York jazz bars. Yeah, once yeah. a week, he used to play, didn't he? He still does it. Yeah, you know. So, um, well, I I didn't really specify him. I just said oh, it'd be quite interesting to go to one of those sort of legendary jazz clubs. Mm. You know, the jazz and, hall, uh, the jazz. I the jazz to get, bath. Yeah, I think there's there's the the jazz hole, the jazz bar, jizz jazz. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
John Jazzy's Jazzy <laughs> Jamboree. John, John, John's jazz, jazz, jazz extravaganza. Jazz, jazz. Yeah. No. New York Jazz. No, the Brooklyn Jazz Circus. Yeah. Um, the, the Manhattan so Jazz on. Circus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So there's there's all those jazz places. Kiv, the jazz cage. <laughs> hi, cat. Hi, you groovy cats, and welcome to the jazz cage. <laughs> we got a great lineup for you this evening. Yeah. <laughs> um, she said she'd take me to the Blue Note. Oh. Uh, which I thought, well, that's cool, isn't it? Even non-jazz fans know about Blue Note, uh, and. Uh, but playing there are an act phony people. Do you know them? Borny M. They're a bit more. They're they're a bit sort of. They've got a bit of funk and soul about them too. I thought you said. So I, I said, said great. I thought you said Borny M there. Born Borny people. <laughs> Imagine that. Borny M are playing the Blue Note. Who Fucking who would have yes. expected that? Uh, very strange. Um, yeah, it's sort of a there there are hip hop vibes to it, right? So great. I'm going to go and see them. Right, that's fine. That's safe. That's in the bag. But mm-hmm. it's not quite what I had in mind. Although I'm happy to see them, I wanted, like, you know, proper... Actual jazz. Jazz. <laughs> jazz, <laughs> jazz. This is jazzy, jazzy hip-hop. You, wanted, you know, jazz, yeah. jazz, jazz hip-hop. Yeah. Jazz hop. Yeah, Blue, uh, Blue Note done a lot. Blue, but, Blue Note label's done a lot yeah. of that. Like, yeah. Well, do you, do you remember when Us Three had that hit in the 90s, Cantaloupe? Yeah. And at the beginning, they had a sample of a man going, uh, hello, welcome to Blue Note this evening. Mm-hmm. We have a recording. Oh, that's it. It goes, welcome da, 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 this evening. We have a recording for Blue Note Records. Mm-hmm. Right? And then it started. Dun, 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 dun. Um, that That is, I must have told you this one, uh, in my top three most cringeworthy things I've ever said or done. And you know, you know me well enough to think that's got to be a strong top three. Yeah. But I was, I was in LA for the World Cup in '94, and I found myself in a bar with some. I was with my older brother Theo, and he had some work colleagues out there, and we went out for drinks with them. And I was just a student. I was 18, right? Mm. And I felt out of my depth, right? A fish out of water. My brother's 10 years older than me, experienced. Knows lots of people, Man and I'm out with people who yeah. are all older than me. He's worked in LA. He knows people. Some of them are British, but some of them are American. They're quite glamorous, right? And I'm there like a twerp, right? <gasps> kind of have it. Uh, hello, everyone, right? And I'm trying <laughs> to that? sort of fit in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little brother. <laughs> <laughs> if I have to run off, it's probably can't gonna be sick. <laughs> <laughs> I had some milk. I accidentally had some milk, and my mum told me not to try the American milk because she said it was different. And then I had some anyway on my ser- on my Lucky Charms this morning, and now I got a dicky tummy. I'm never going to drink milk again, ever. <laughs> Plenty not American milk. Um, so can you tell me where something in it? My mum said they put something in it. Can you tell me where the toilet is? I don't. I don't want to go now. I just need to know where it is. I got talking at the bar to mm. a uh, really, really beautiful woman, like unbelievably mm. beautiful, like a model. I mean, I think she was a model. It was unbelievable, you know, because like one minute I'm just hanging around my fucking idiot mates back in London, like 
you know, hardly ever doing it, like basically in between us, never really going to any good parties or meeting any nice girls. And it's all like, it's th- it's thin gruel back home. Do you know what I mean? Thin gruel. Try living in and fucking Sunderland, mate. Yeah. And then suddenly you're on the fucking, you're on like, you're in, you're in fucking, on Sunset Boulevard in a trendy bar talking to a girl who looks like a fucking model, right? And I was thinking, hold it together, Sam. Hold it together. Act <laughs> yeah. cool. Act cool. Right. <laughs> and she said, so where are you from in the UK? And I was like, London. And she went, oh, great. Well, there's a great music scene in London. I love all the acid jazz. And I was like, yeah, I like that too. <laughs> and she went, you know who I love? I love us three. Right. And I go, oh, yeah, it's quite jazzy, isn't it? And she was like, yeah. And I was thinking, I'm onto something here because she likes music that I lo- I genuinely yeah. like. And I've start. got, and I, I know I'll be able to converse with her about this. This is, I'm onto something here. And she's gone, yeah, us three are great, really great. I, I just love them. And I went, yeah. And then there was a pause. I, love and I you. didn't know what to- I didn't know what to say, and I came out of the line, and I've told my wife this. I only told my wife it a few years ago. When I told her it, she almost like, she almost, it was almost like she thought she had to divorce me. It was was so embarrassing. (laughs) I said to this woman, I went, Mm. there was just a small pause, and I could have just let it breathe had I been a more confident man. Yeah. But I was a boy, and I had to fill the space. Yeah. And I went... They're great band, us three. You know what I really like about them? What's really great about them? She went, what? And I went, they've got a sense of humour. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> right? Where that remark came from, I still don't. I think about that line a lot, still to this day, all these years later. Yeah. We're, what, almost 30 years down the road. Yeah, it still haunts you. Right? Yeah. I can still picture how beautiful she was. And I'm thinking, why? Why did I say that? Why mm. did- there was no evidence that they had a sense of humour. And even if they did, so what? It's not what you'd look for in a band either way, unless it's fucking... Especially so, what? They're influence. not the fucking... It's not the fucking Wurzels. For the goodies. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's not a priority. If, you're, if you've announced yourself to be a fan of jazzy soul music, yeah. right? It's, you're not looking for a sense of humour. I wasn't, she wasn't. No. Us three certainly weren't. Us three were not about... I don't even know if us three were from fucking London. I only knew one song, which was that song, Cantaloupe, yeah. right? And uh, I don't know where it came from. I don't know why I thought it'd impress her. But she just looked at me... Str- I think she agreed, but out of pity, oh, yeah. you know, like... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, uh, I'm going to go over there now. I'm going to go away now, you strange little spotty man. Spotty, skinny, pale guy from the UK making things up about bands. <laughs> I, um, I, I, I've got a similar one. I think I've told you this before, though. I, was, I went on a date in about 1997 or 98. Um, yeah. And it, uh, we, we were talking about the internet for some reason. Mm. Uh, you know, what, na- do you, na- what do you think of the internet well, well, then? This, this, it's all internet kind of, business. That, that was kind of it. And, uh, <laughs> and I, I uttered the line, and as the words came out of my mouth, I just thought it's time to get up and just leave this place now. I just said, ah, oh, the internet, it's the future. <laughs> <laughs> and I still oh. still think about that now, and it still oh, haunts me. Oh, my, my God. Sleeping um, hours. 
Yeah, we've done this before. We used, we used to do sex fails, didn't mm. we, a long time ago, but we had to stop it because too many people... They, 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 it just got sinister. There were one or two that really were actually sinister. borderline illegal. In fact, I was about to share another one, but now I'm thinking, no, because the floodgates might open again. Well, I think it's a good category if we ask, the... t- you know, terrible lines you've uttered during a date. Terrible lines, made you want yeah. to just gnaw on your own fist. Yeah, okay, but keep it just to that, because when we said... We actually set up as, I think I had a big opportunity and then I let it go. Mm. And sometimes the things that men were telling us didn't sound like opportunities in the first place. It sounded like crimes. It sounded sounded pretty creepy. Pretty crimey. Pretty creepy. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. So, anyway, I said, so I said, look, I'm great. I'm buzzing about seeing phony people at the Blue Note, but... Uh, what about real Jess? She went, well, it's difficult because, you know, she's got her two kids. I'm going to be there with Len. And as you know, Andy, well, as I imagine, because I've never been to a jazz club apart from my local pub mm-hmm. that does jazz nights. But I imagine they, they start at 2 a.m. in the morning. Probably. And there's a lot of heroin Lots being Lots of smoked. heroin. I was going to say, yeah. And uh, and it's you, not a place for kids or for men who like to go to bed at 10 o'clock like sir, me. are you bringing any heroin into the club tonight? No, I don't have any at all. Well, go and see Mike over there in the corner. He'll give you we'll some. Have to, we'll have to turn you away, I'm afraid, you strange, <laughs> pale British man. Um, so she said, but don't worry, I found a place that does jazz brunch. Jazz so I've gone, brunch. fucking hell. Yeah. So I said, all right, book it, and we'll take everyone. It'll be a family day out. I've revealed this to my son, Len, yeah. and I thought he'd go... Because he hates jazz, obviously. Yeah. I mean, he's a kid. There can't be an eleven-year-old boy who likes. I mean, I'd, I'd be worried if he did like jazz. Put it that way, right? And he's got. I've gone. Listen, you're not going to like this, but on the Sunday we're going to go for, for something called a jazz brunch. And he were like, "Jazz brunch? I know exactly what that is." I said, "How the fuck would you, an eleven-year-old boy, know what a jazz brunch was? I've never even heard of it myself until recently." <laughs> But he is obsessed. His favourite show in the world is Brooklyn Nine Nine, right? Which is a fucking brilliant show. It's one of my yeah. My kids shows. both love it as well. I've, I've never he is one he is obsessed with it. Yeah, and he kind of has watched all the episodes so many times that he can sort of you know you, you tell him he'll name the episode what it was called, yeah. who co-starred all that stuff, and he said, "Ah, oh, there's a you know." Teddy loves jazz brunch. I said, who's Teddy? <laughs> Teddy is a character in it, yeah. right? A, an occasional recurring character. Right. And the whole thing about him is, is that he's extremely dull. That's the gag. Right. The gag is he's the ex-boyfriend of one of the main characters and he's her extremely dull ex-boyfriend who she had to break up with because he was so dull. So every joke about this character is that he's dull. Right. So every choice he makes in everything is the most vanilla and dull choice. And the one thing that this character absolutely loves doing <laughs> is going to jazz brunch. <laughs> so it, it's, his, it's his like favourite thing yeah. that he thinks is like the oh, coolest God. thing you can do. So when I told Len, we're going to jazz brunch, he just, thank God, rather than get the ump, he just pissed He's himself for laughing it. for ages. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's just like, this is like, the, this is the ultimate example of a very boring man's idea of fun. And he went, and you are that very are that, boring uh, man. man. So, yeah. fuck it. Let's go and have a look. Let's go and have a little pipe about <laughs> and see what all the fuss is about <laughs> at the jazz brunch. Let's get you all nice and humiliated, Dad. Yeah, I at think it's going to be good. Sounds good. It's going to be good. 
Yeah. So yeah. So you yeah. Have to, I mean, yeah. You have to. Have you mentioned to us that you got in New York? I don't know if you had or not. Yeah, yeah. I think I Had mentioned you? it briefly. I can last barely week, remember yeah. anything that gets said on these things. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So there'll be lots of lots of content. I, I would hope there'll be a huge amount. Of Maybe content even an emergency episode. Who knows? Uh, yeah. If if something big happens, like you know, nine eleven two. Well, let's hope um, not. Nine eleven two. Nine twelve. Ever. No, hang on. Nine eleven two a new batch. Um yeah. well, let's <laughs> No, no, let's, let's stop not. joking about atrocities. No, if there's something really special like Jazz Brunch goes barmy mm. or something like that, I'll do one down the phone or via yeah. my we'll, sister's we'll, we'll laptop find, we'll or find something a way like that. Live via satellite, as they used yeah, to do. We might, yeah. Back in the day, getting all evidence uh, involved. Yeah, yeah, or like no, actually, I was about to say Jonathan King, but I don't want to compare myself to him. But he used to like do it. He used to do link ups from the states a lot, didn't he? Well, he did. Here I am in America, yeah. and I've just bought this hat that's made of bubble gum. Yeah, and I've got <laughs> they're my, all the rage. My stars and stripes, fucking satin jacket. Yeah, I'm gonna go and see a new game that's taken the states by storm called basketball. <laughs> But first, here's a new video by Dire Straits, who are actually British. Yeah, but the video looks American. Jalapeño. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this brief but annoying message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes... Lots of other marvellous benefits and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash iron filings. Jalapeño. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Jalapeño. Of all the things that made me really into America when I was a kid, because obviously like all kids in the 80s, I don't think anyone will understand what it's like to be a kid into America as much as we kids who grew up in the 80s did. That's my belief, because that era of the 80s, when it was still, by the 90s, the cultures were more aligned, globalism was kicking in, you couldn't get so many obscure things in in America that weren't readily available here in the UK. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But that, that era, 
and of all the things, there was obviously TV shows that you would watch and they would make you just crave being in America and you'd look how teenagers lived. You'd watch shows like Different Strokes or... Do you remember that one, Michael J. Fox, Family I, Ties? I do. I was watching something on um, on Sky Documentaries called The 80s, which is they've done a series mm. for each decade and it looks at everything yeah. that happened in America in each decade in yeah. the 80s. The first episode was the TV shows and it was stuff like Miami Vice, but there was a big chunk of stuff about Family Ties in it. And you forget yeah. how funny that really was because it was quite satirical yeah. as well. He, he was brilliant playing <clears> that, Michael <throat> J. Fox. And the Cosby Show was great. Yeah, but and, don't talk about that anymore. And the movies where, where you watch kids and how they live, like E.T. and also Poltergeist we, and I, those kind of big, where you just you saw kids living in normal suburbia, but how even normal suburban kids from like lower middle class backgrounds like had... Bit really good BMXs, yeah. or sometimes their own car. You had, you, and they had lived in quite you, big houses. You had stuff like Entertainment USA, which was Jonathan King over there, yeah, talking about all the culture and all the music and everything. And then you had the, the John Hughes films as well, yeah, exactly. teen films because there, yeah. there hadn't been teen films in America really no. before, like Greece or something like that. Which all the teens yeah, were, they were different. They were retro. This was like how kids lived then or how yeah. you were led to believe they lived. Yeah. And it just seemed so fucking glamorous and cool. Like, they didn't wear school uniform. They all drove to school. Uh, yeah. And then there was, like, there was the John Hughes ones, which were quite kind of uh, angsty, a lot of them. And quite, there was always a bit of depth to them. But then there was just, like, films like Teen Wolf or Back to the Future mm. with Michael J. Fox that were just, like, sheer fun. Uh, but... I was going to say one of the things of all those things that made you kind of just crave American culture was, was the video to The Walk of Life by Dire Straits, <laughs> yeah. who, who at the time I assumed were American. And the video was just loads of out like funny bits that had happened in sports games. Yeah, the baseball and well, stuff like that. Remember, yeah. Yeah. Like people just falling over and stupid shit. And I've never seen them run forwards and then backwards again and then forwards again. That seems yeah, to be a bell. Argu- kind of there thing. were arguments between like a coach and a player on a bar- in a baseball game. Yeah, and I and and people doing really elaborate touchdown celebrations. I hadn't seen any of these sports. I don't think, right? <laughs> Let alone the fucking mad shit that happened. I was absolutely. I thought it was the funniest and most entertaining three-minute piece of video I'd ever <laughs> witnessed in my life. I thought, this is fucking amazing. And yes. I remember going, weirdly, with my brother one night to see QPR play Chelsea at Stamford Bridge. He got some tickets in the away end last minute, and he said, you can come if you want. And you can imagine, this is like 1985. It was a, it was fucking West London derby at Stamford Bridge on a Wednesday night in 1985. It was fucking bedlam, mate. So I have strong memories of that. I was in the QPR end thinking, what the fuck have I come to this for? Why has this cunt taken me? You know, I was like 10 years old. But my vivid memories at halftime, they had a screen, I think, at Stamford Bridge, and they showed the video to Walk of Life. Right. And in my mind, everything else, all the violence and madness that was happening around me, it melted away, Andy. Because yeah. all I wanted to do was watch this video. It was spellbinding. <laughs> I haven't seen it for years. Would it still seem as un, uh, like outrageous today, do you think? Yeah, maybe not. Maybe it was of its time. A couple I actually of, do like the song as well. There's a couple I of episodes of Entertainment USA on, on YouTube, which might be worth looking at. 
Jonathan King visits Seattle, talks to Stanley Kramer, and Frankie goes to Hollywood. Imagine having Jonathan King's job, though. Like, mm. that job. I know he's an absolute fucking wrong yeah. Right, and I had my suspicions at the time. I mean, I didn't know he was a nonce, but it wouldn't have surprised me. Everyone just thought uh, he was a cunt, didn't they? He was just regarded as a that, telly that's cunt. That's the same as Savile. All yeah. these people just seemed like cunts. No one ever... I mean, watching this Savile thing, right, one thing I would say is that they try to make out Everyone loved Jimmy Savile. He was the nation's uncle. No one liked Jimmy Savile. Everyone thought Jimmy Savile was a weird cunt. Yeah. No one ever went, oh, I love that Jimmy Savile. You thought, fucking weird cunt. What's he on the box again? Yeah. And same thing with Jonathan King. But I think I did think about Jonathan King. That fucking geezer's done all right for himself. His job is to just be in America, Mm. flying around, just meeting, like, Editorially, there is, wasn't even much pressure beyond, like, just go and interview someone who works either in movies or music every week. Yeah, someone who's in America who's plugging something to have a chat with them. Yeah. Yeah. Good It'd for be fucking great. That's, I think it's one of the best jobs that's ever existed, is uh, presenting Entertainment USA. And Entertainment USA, Sam, was produced by none other than Michael Hurl, who also produced oh, Top of the Pops at the same time. We should have known. Fucking great. And directed by yeah, Gordon mate. Ellsbury, who I think also directed Top of the Pops. Was that a Top of the Pops Michael spin-off? Hull doesn't make an appearance in um, the Savile thing, does he? There's not a fictionalised Hull at any I point. Don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I can't, I can't remember. I don't think we see Hull. Because there is it? a Top of the Pops producer in, I mean, I'm only two episodes in, who's played by that actor who used to be in, I think he used to be in uh, maybe Green Wing. Right. I can't remember his name. Right. Well-known actor. Uh and he uh, and he plays a, a Savile's early producer on top of the pops, and he's made to look slightly complicit. Let's say, yeah, there's a bit of that, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, get, but it's not Hurl. Get this though, Michael Hurl produced TV shows including The Two Ronnies, Top of the Pops, wow. and Blind wow. Date. Fucking, Fucking hell. hell, he's the hitman. I just always, th- I, I just always thought he was just Mr. Top of the Pops. I didn't know he had all that other stuff. He produced the Eurovision Song Contest twice when it was in Britain after the, you know, the year yeah, after I'll we won Yeah, I'll do the Euros. Fuck it. I'll Is it fucking still do Wogan? it. Fine, I'll get him in line. Still <laughs> Wogan doing that shit, is it? All Michael right, Hurt. time for a professional to get involved. A bit like Oliver Stardust, he died. Um, <laughs> he went the way of Stardust, he? went the he? same way as Alvin Stardust. Uh, stop, stop breathing. Is that our new euphemism for death on this podcast? <laughs> he did a Stardust. Did to anyone die to say he went the way of Alvin Stardust? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're never, ever going to make that mistake That's again. what I want on my gravestone. <laughs> Sam Delaney went the way of Alvin Stardust. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Talking of um, American telly, I've been hung over mm-hmm. today, Sam. I was out at a 50th birthday party last night. and so, Was there a so, spread there? Was there a spread? There was, was a spread. Just booze? Yeah, there was a good spread, a good buffet, lots of booze, lots of catching up with people I don't see enough of. Um, right. And it was really, really good, but I've been, been fucking hanging today. But I've just spent the afternoon on the sofa with uh, uh, copious amounts of tea. There's been some Lovely. Victoria sponge cake. And Ooh, I've watched nice. two full-length episodes of Columbo. And it's, oh, really? I felt like a king. It doesn't get any better. Yeah, I bet that does sound like a lovely setup. Columbo is just, I've just forgotten how good it is. I've not watched it for so long. It's so good. I'm watching you. He's some actor, though. Oh, isn't he? brilliant. 
Yeah. I've got the box set somewhere oh, yeah. of every episode. I need to, that, that should be, I should get buried with that or take it to me, me desert island or something like that. Because it's just so watchable. I had a bit of Battenberg cake on Friday night. Was that nice? That was nice. I haven't had that in years. Imagine that. Some cunts thought, I'm going to make a pink and yellow cake mm-hmm. and I'm going to arrange it checkerboard style. And you'd be like, you're mad. This is the most ambitious cake idea I've ever heard. How, how are yeah, you going to do finished. it? It's impossible. I am I haven't finished yet, cunt. I'm going to yeah. wrap the old thing in fucking marzipan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make... What, on the outside? Yeah, it's going to be wrapped. It's going to be wrapped up in marzipan. I'm going to make... And the pink and yellow checkerboard's going to be inside the marzipan. going to make four long cakes and then little long cakes, put them together. Yeah. And then wrap it up. You'll love it. How will they be held together? Will there be like an icing cement of some sort? No. <laughs> well, what? They'll just fall apart then. No, they won't. Because I'm not going to put cement on the outside. Instead, I'm going to put some cladding, some marzipan cladding around the outside <laughs> and, right, and, to hold it all together. That, that's, that's incredible. Sorry, sorry, I didn't catch your name. It's Battenberg. Sir John Battenberg. <laughs> I'll remember that name. Yeah, because I tell you, cunt, you'll be hearing it around again. Are we, have what we any- colour? Right, so the, the cake is yellow and pink, you say. That's right, yellow and pink. So what colour are you making the marzipan clad in? Also yellow. <laughs> <laughs> Did you not think of doing a third colour? No, why no. would I think that? I want it to blend in with the yellow cake, but not the pink. Why didn't you think of doing... The, making the marzipan pink. I mean, it, after all, it's a more compelling colour than yellow. It costs yellow. more. <laughs> it co- First of all, it costs more. Second of all, I don't agree with you that pink's more compelling than yellow. I don't agree I've, at all. I find I it think too yellow garish. is the best colour. Yeah. yeah. I find that vulgar. And I think you're an idiot. And you, unlike me, you will never be a cake millionaire. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Sir John Battenberg there. What a fella. Have we got anything to say about the latest piece of fuckery from Jay Comfrey and his ludicrous podcast, oh. the Gordon Ramsay clip? Now it's fucking Ramsay's getting in on the act. They're sort of like, how can we get... Yeah. Someone said like, fair play to him for finding someone who's even more... <laughs> la- lacks even more self-awareness than <laughs> yeah, he how does. Can we, how can we cunt this up even more? Get Gordon Ramsay on. Fucking With hell. With a completely unrelatable anecdote about selling his Porsche. Jesus uh, Christ, yeah. no, there's, there's not much to add, he is goes, ah, We were absolutely skint, but we needed to buy a flat. I mean, I had 20 grand, but I needed another 20 grand. <laughs> so I went to ask my father-in-law, fucking hell, get the violins out. Here's a cunt, right? I'm <laughs> afraid I need, to, I need to just go to the dock. You continue. I can okay. hear you. Here's a cunt who's got, who says he's skint, and yet, He's got 20 grand in savings for his flat, but he's decided to try and buy a flat that is double his budget, but he, but he thinks, I'll be able to do it because I'll just ask for a handout from my fucking father-in-law. We're supposed to feel sympathy for him because his father-in-law gives him the knockback, but the reason he gives him a knockback is that he reveals at the end that Gordon Ramsay, at this time, when he was skint, Owned a fucking Porsche, yeah. <laughs> which his father-in-law suggested he flogged, which he did to then, raise the money yeah. to buy this expensive flat. And then ten years later, I went and bought, bought the car. The Porsche. Ja- Jake Humphrey, Humphrey goes, who at this stage goes, is goes, visibly the same car. Yeah, yeah, he's he's visibly aroused. He Jake Humphrey has got a boner, and there's like 
the fucking what do they call the sparrow's tear is showing. <laughs> right, he's 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 just a, a, li- a little a little bit of spunk is already fucking emerging. A little bit, just his, a, an ooze. His fucking yeah. high performance fucking yeah. penis. <laughs> and he's like, oh, 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 oh the was same it the car? same car, Gordon? Was it the same Porsche? Oh, fuck, it was, yeah. wasn't it? Oh, it was the same car, Jake. Oh, come on, let's wank each other off. <laughs> Unbelievable scenes. Unbelievable oh, scenes. Awful. Truly awful. Yeah. If any of you subs- luckily, the Tories are well on their way out, and those people will go out fashion. Because the thing is, not to go back to the 90s like I always do. <laughs> but cunts like that were out. I'm sure when I'm sure in the 90s, Andy, cunts like your Humphreys of this world, right, were fucking outlawed. I think so. They were outlawed, yeah. and rightly so. You they didn't were, see cunts shunned. like that on TV. Yeah, you didn't were... see them on TV. On TV, you either got good lads, right, because suddenly good lads were given a chance to shine, yeah. right, or you had old guys like fucking Des Lynham. Right or Terry Wogan, who everyone was like, "Wee, there they are, old the old granddad with a good story <laughs> up his sleeve." Not nice, avuncular, amusing, intelligent and witty men. Your Wogans and your Lynams of this yeah. world, or you'd have they'd let people on telly like Frank Skinner, right, doing daft stuff on fantasy football. Great, but you wouldn't get these fuckers like Jake Humphrey talking no. all this shit. And he'll be gone. That when when the revolution comes next year, those cunts can I, all I, get out I, I the think fucking way again. I, I don't know. I think they're too deeply ingrained into the culture now through yeah, the through the whole yeah, world you're of the internet. Right. I'm fa- the internet. I'm Sam, the internet. It's I'm, the future. It's the future. It's the future. And sadly, the future has arrived, and it is in the shape of Jake Humphrey. Uh, okay, I reckon that's it. We'll just quickly. Uh, round up the predictions. Uh, you got four points. Results spot got four points. I got two points. Mm. So you and I are on twenty six. I'm on twenty seven. Results spots on thirty three. So it's still wow. stretched its lead out again a little bit. Unbelievable! It's, it's just been a big season good. for one nil home wins. Unbelievable! You know, just lots of home wins in general this week. Yeah, unfortunately. But uh, there you go. So uh, that that's it. We'll be back um, throughout the uh, the week, as this, as they call it. And um, yeah, <laughs> that's what they're calling it these days. That's a, fucking that's, seven days. Whoever made that up, some fucking uptight Lampard cunt. <laughs> fucking the Jake Humphrey of the fucking Greek ancient Greek times <laughs> said, "I think we should fucking arrange hours into days, and then we should ar- arrange days into weeks, and then we can all make a fucking schedule, can't we?" <laughs> then we all know where we need to be at a certain time and day. Yeah, where and how do we know? It's where the sun is in the sky. You see, that's how we'll work it out. You boring cunt! <laughs> I'll get there when I fucking get there. No, uh, you can't because I've invented a week, and soon I'll be working on a month and a year, and then a decade. <laughs> right there, we go. Then thank you very much, and goodbye. Goodbye. Mom. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 